is the first episode of Rainbow Six Siege Operation Health Part 2. Connected with me right here is Justin. He's part of my comp team that I've recently joined and started coaching. And Justin has a bit of experience with console siege and PC siege along with competitive and casual. Yeah, um, basically, this podcast is just going to be talking about season its entirety, operators, gadgets, the game itself, and our opinions on the game. So, Siege is a 5v5 multiplayer first-person shooter game. It's considered to be one of the most realistic first-person shooters hmm. right now. Which is... Not exactly true. Yeah, it's, it's not that, not that great realistically. At least realistically, they've changed, yeah. it's they've not changed it in the last few seasons. And it's been getting worse and worse. But that's something. What does that sound? I have no idea, honestly. Um, it's in my mic. Yeah, you're fine. Um, so the game is based on operators from different CTUs or counterterrorism I mean, units from all around the world. So I'm pretty sure there's ops from Brazil, Spain, UK, US. There's there there's ops from everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's fifty-five operators right now. Um twenty-five on each side on yeah, I think. Is it twenty-five or is it twenty-nine? I thought it was twenty-nine with zero and a really being introduced last two seasons. Well, how about we just Google? I'm pretty sure it's 57 59. operators. 57? Yes, it would what have been 55 without a room in zero. Yeah. So there's 58 operators in total. And I, I'm pretty sure Ubisoft is planning on making that number 100. So 50 on both sides. Mm-hmm. Which will be quite crazy to see as the game progresses and moves forward. But each of these 58 operators has their own unique primary gadget, and they fit a certain play style. Oh. So you can you can go into this more. There's different, especially with competitive play, there's different roles, and each operator can fit a specific role better than others. Like Hibana, with hard support and entry, it depends on how you play her. So there's there's these operators that can fit different niches. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, like uh, take Twitch for example. Now, she got flashbangs. Yeah, the introduction of flashbangs really changed her playstyle more from a support to an entry. Mm-hmm, no doubt, because with her breaching charge issues, great for soft support and a bit of yeah. vertical play. And then it went down to, hey, I have flashbangs now. I'm a fragger. Take me instead of Ash. Yeah. Or like swap me with the soft support. Give me to the fragger. Give Ash to the soft support. Yeah, Ash is. Ash was one of the most prominent fraggers ever since the start of the game. Oh yeah. And Ubisoft have just gone apart on it. They've taken her ACOG from R4C, 
they've taken the ACOG from the G36 as well. They they basically just ripped her apart. Mm-hmm. They're making her more into a soft support player than a fragger. Yeah, especially but, with the Claymore. Yeah, the Claymore. That that kind of screwed her over a bit. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. So there's there's four currently there's four game modes within Siege. There's training grounds, quick match, unranked, and ranked. So training grounds is basically the AI bot aim practice that most people use. Yeah. It's a good way to farm renown, which is one of the currencies within the game. Yeah, but, but I think you can only do that now like level fifty and above, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's level fifty and above. Oh, okay. I know you can't get XP from it until a certain level as well, because I know a lot of people just used to run T hunts to level accounts up to level thirty to smurf. Yeah. It was it was I think they put a level cap on it mm-hmm. for XP, so I guess smurfing is a bit discouraged, but there's there's other ways. Oh yeah. There's also yeah. yeah, there's also the fifth game mode newcomer, which is for players level fifty and under, but it's mainly just a breeding ground for Smurfs at this point. Yeah. Most most people that are coming to PC for Siege come from console anyway. Because of yeah. the whole hey, we can lean without ADSing, that's super powerful. Yeah, there's also just the the PC versus console, like who's better, blah blah. Yeah, that is. I guess that plays a very important part into it as well. Yeah, the whole whole console thing's weird. That's all I know. Yeah, Yeah. there's also quick match on rank to rank. So quick match is just all of the maps that are within the quick match pool. So I think I'm pretty sure there's like twenty of them right now. And there's three different subsets between those. So there's hostage, secure area, and bomb. So bomb is the most competitively viable rule set, I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm pretty sure everyone that plays Siege can agree on that. Mm-hmm. It's because you can bring in the fragging part of Siege, or you can bring in the more quote-unquote support side planning the yeah. bomb, getting coordinated pushes down, or just going ham and trying to take everyone out. Yeah, there's definitely... The reason I feel like bomb is more competitively viable is because of the two sites that there are. Yeah. Because with hostage and secure area, there's just that one site, wherever the hostage is or wherever the secure area is. So you can really only attack that room from one specific or two specific openings, maybe three if you work from below or above. But there's usually just one or two doors that you can walk in and a few walls that you can pop open. Yeah, and when it comes to bomb, there's a lot of different areas and ways to attack. There's different... You can set up crossfires, for instance, from site to site. It's just, I, yeah, I don't it's know just how to totally explain better, it, but it's, honestly. yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot more intensive than the other yeah. game modes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So unranked and ranked basically play into the ELO system, except for unranked. Obviously, there's no rank. 
but it's basically ranked without the rank. And it offers the same rule sets, the same maps. And ranked is where the fun begins. Mm. So there's, I don't know how many different ranks right now, but there's copper, bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond. Six. There's six, but there's different tiers in each. So there's around five to three tiers in each. So I think up until gold, there's five tiers per rank. Yeah. And then gold up, there's three. Gold to... Except yeah. diamond and champ. Yeah, gold to plat is three in between. And then, yeah, diamond champ is just... Diamond and champ. Yeah. Yeah. So the seven out of the... There's 12 ranked maps in the map pool right now. And seven of them are in the competitive map pool. Yeah. And we got Clubhouse, Coastline, Consulate, Cafe Dostoyevsky, Oregon, Theme Park, and Villa. So I'm pretty sure those are the most competitively viable maps within all of the maps in the map pool currently. The ones, the ones in ranked, it's, isn't it a chalet? Yeah. Chalet... Chalet, there's honestly, I don't remember all of the ranked maps. No, I'm pretty sure, really. yeah, I just remember the comp maps, honestly. Yeah, I know there's Chalet for sure. Yeah, Chalet is definitely within the map pool. Oh. Uh, there's also Border, Skyscraper, Bank, Skyscraper, Outback. Outback as well. isn't in there anymore because it, um, Oh, yeah, they took it out. They took it out for the skyscraper rework. So I think the only four maps that aren't... Oh, there's Canal Canal as well. Canal, yeah. I was just about to say Canal is one of them. So skyscraper, Canal, Chalet, Border, and Bank are the five maps within the ranked pool that aren't in the competitive map pool. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure the competitive map pool changes... Depending on how face it, ESO, whoever's running the pro league season at the time sees fit. Yeah, because I remember Border being in the comp pool like back yeah, in January. I remember February. Bank being in the comp pool as well. Yeah. I used to watch a lot of Bank and Border in the comp. <laughs> but there's, yeah, it's really only those seven maps that most people care about. Uh, most people consider... I mean, it depends on personal preference, I suppose. Yeah, essentially. But the, com- comparing those, like, maps, like Chalet and Border to Cafe and Theme... Yeah. Those ones are really... I mean, there's they're bigger. They're either... They, there's, they're a lot more enclosed compared to something like chalet it's more of an open yeah. map in my eyes there's a lot of nooks and crannies in these wide rooms yeah at least from the rework it was it was changed to be a bit more open than previously but border i still feel is very claustrophobic as of a map yeah but maps like canal bank even skyscraper after the rework I feel are a lot more open, so I think they're moving to more of like an open 
map layout at this point. Yeah. It's so there's it's it's just there's a lot wrong, but there's a lot good with Siege right now. Yeah. It's it's pretty much what everyone says. Is Siege a good game? Well, yes, but actually no. The yeah, idea the of the game, game was amazing. The execution it was, it was of changing. It was yeah. iconic. Yeah. But the the implementation of the game out of beta yeah. was absolutely horrible. Yeah. There was there was a lot wrong with Siege and there still is. Oh yeah. But they're they're working towards fixing it. I think one of their biggest issues was the sound engine that they yeah. finally oh, revamped. It's still not even. There's still a lot of problems with sound. Oh, there's there's but, no doubt. But they did change it a bit and made it a little yeah. better. Yeah, it's definitely a lot better than where it is. Yeah, sound, I think they fixed it. They fixed it in Shadow Legacy. And that is five years after their initial release of the game. Yeah. Which is... It, 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 it was just bad. Yeah. There's also the fact that Siege is on PC and console. Yeah. I really find so, they they really try to push their console siege more than PC. Yeah. There's a lot well, it depends on which aspect you're talking about. I feel like casually wise, they're way more geared towards console than PC. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to competitive, I don't think anyone ever talks about competitive console. It's really only PC competitive. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't even realize co- competitive console was a thing until like five months ago. So yeah, like everything's just been most of the competitive changes or high ranked changes are made for PC rather than Xbox, I think, or PS4. Yeah. Like I always found Xbox as more of the casual side of Siege. PS4 was more of the toxic side and PC was the more going for the comp side. Yeah. And there's different there's different like editions, I'd say. Of Siege, there's like there's a basic, deluxe, gold, ultimate. Yeah, which helps you with those situations. Like if you're a casual player, if you're just in there, you're yeah. just there to have fun. You're not there to do anything major. You can get like the basic game. You just get the game. You don't get any operators. You have to get all your own yeah, operators so you, by earning your now. Yeah, or buying R6. Or that. Yeah. But the basic, the difference between gold ultimate and deluxe i feel like because the deluxe is just well all of these editions include the base game yeah. you will get the base game no matter which edition you purchase but between deluxe and gold so each each year there's what like eight ops 16 is it eight or sixteen? Mm, it's about well. There's four. There's four seasons in a year. Yeah. So there's two per season or one per season. So I think it's eight to four ops. Yeah. Per it's year. Four, it's between four. It's well, no, it's between six to eight because they generally have yeah. two seasons released two, and like they have two and then two one. and then one one or two 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 two. Yeah. 
So it's generally between six and eight operators per year. So this, the deluxe edition includes the year one and two operators, but it doesn't include the pathfinders, which are like the original operators introduced. Yeah. So it'll give you those year one and two operators, but it, you'll have to grind out the rest. And then for gold, it'll give you the same. It'll It's basically deluxe, but with the year pass, the year pass just gives you the operators for whatever year you bought it in. Yeah. Honestly, if we're talking about worth, ultimate is definitely like the most. It's well, it is the most. It is made to be the most. It has all the year one, two, three, four operators, and the year pass. So it's definitely very, very expensive, but it's also time-wise maybe worth it. Yeah, like if you're say if you've got some money on you and you came from console and you're trying to buy the game on PC, if you get the ultimate, you just get all the ops and you can hop right into it. It's definitely worth it if you're coming from console or something. Even if you're not, it might as it might be worth it. If you have the money and you don't feel like spending that time to grind out all the renown or yeah. doing all of that time to get those operators is worth it. Honestly, just buying the ultimate edition might be worth yeah. it. I honestly think like money wise and advantage like and operators wise, gold would be the best to go for. Because it's yeah. It, it's like a gold with yeah. the books. You get more bang for your buck, essentially. $65 yeah. is cheaper than most games that are newly released. You get year one and two operators, which are honestly the probably the most viable operators. You know what I figured out? They actually bumped the price down from console to PC by $10. I know. They always, they always do that. So, yeah, gold to PC is like 65 to 55 yeah. Like a like even take Fortnite for example, um I used to buy a ton of V bucks right, I think it was fifteen yeah. bucks on console, and then like nine yeah, nine like or 10, ten on PC. So you, yeah, it was a lot less on PC than console. That's yeah. for sure. It's it's basically the same console. They just up the they up the price for more revenue because you don't buy the game. You buy the game directly from them. And they buy the games directly yeah. from Ubisoft. They want to get a bit of a profit. Yeah, that makes sense. Though I mean, they got to get it from exactly. somewhere. PC, you yeah. can buy directly um, from Ubisoft or from Steam. They even Epic Games now. I, I've heard they started offering. Siege oh really? Well. I think so. Let me let me actually look this up. I'm pretty sure you can get Siege off of Epic. That's games. actually. Hmm. I could be very wrong, so do not take my word for it until I figure this out. Um, let me see. Uh, search Rainbow Rainbow Six Siege. Hmm. How oh, much? You really, yeah, you can get Siege off of you or Epic Games. Well. Oh uh, yeah, I might have oh, to buy. Wow. They, might have to buy another account. Off they there. actually have the sale. They have the sale going on, so I think until six thirty today, it's sixty percent off for all. Wow, 
Yeah, so standard is eight bucks, deluxe is nine, ten, gold is twenty-two, ultimate is thirty-six. What? You might just need to buy the ultimate, honestly. <laughs> hmm. This is giving me idea. Thirty-six bucks for year one, two, three, four, and the year five pass. Honestly, it might be worth, but I don't know. That's up to you. Um, I'm a little on the broke side. Yeah, me as well. Currency-wise, within Siege, I mean, every game has its currency. There's always the gems, and there's always the gold. Yep. So there's the IRL money side, and there's always the game money side. So Renown within Siege is the game money. So you can earn that from just playing games and doing challenges. And yeah, I think that's pretty much the only way to earn renown. I'm pretty sure it's just games, training grounds, situations, tutorials, and challenges. And then there's R6 credits. So credits are only obtainable through purchasing them with dollars, rupees, whatever currency you use. And they're usually just used to buy cosmetics and operators. Yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure most of the stuff you can do with R6 credits, you can also do with Renown. Almost everything. Yeah, there's just the, the few exceptions like bundles and elite skins. And the diamond. Um, the diamond universal yeah. skin. Well, I can get that with... I think that's Renown exclusive. Yeah, that is Renown exclusive. Yeah, I remember grinding to that on my main... It took quite a long yeah, time. Yeah, I was going to and then got to 50,000 and bought five alpha packs. <laughs> it, it do be like that sometimes. Yeah, though. it's 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 yeah. a grind that's worth it at the end of the day, but I have an excessive yeah. spending problem in this <laughs> renown. Yeah, no, I mean, most people do. They either just buy the alpha packs and save them to do like a giant opening. Or just go through pack by pack by pack as soon as they get enough or not. I mean, it depends. If you're saving towards something, it's it's honestly very... It's a very simple system. Yeah. Because you just grind the Renown, play games, get your Renown, buy yourself. That's really it. It's just like almost any other game, honestly. Yeah, exactly. It's... Yeah, it's like any other game except on the degree of the mechanics. <laughs> yeah, I've, Siege is definitely way more mechanic-intensive than other games, especially on PC. Yeah. It's 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 a whole mess of mechanics, especially in the competitive side. Even casually, mechanics are what will get you far, except for game sets. I mean, there's game sense in every single game that you play. Yeah. By game sense, I just really mean knowing what to do and when to do it. Which is something that's so, a big deal in a game like Siege. Yeah. In a game as complex as Siege, where you have to... Siege is really just... You either think with your brain or you think with your hand. Yeah. I feel like that's the only two ways of playing Siege. Because you're either very methodical 
or you just shut your brain down and go for yeah. yes. Exactly. Then there's different roles for those type of play styles, but they just, what what's the word called? They branch into different aspects. Like there's entries, there's secondary entries, hard supports, soft supports, flank watch. There's so many different roles that each of those, those two different play styles branch Yeah, into. exactly. It's quite fun to watch it play out. It is. There's there's no doubt about it. Especially, yeah, even casually, it's fun to just watch. Like, not even play the game. Like, I find I find myself like after I've died within a round, I find myself just watching. It's a lot of fun to see how people think through the game or not think through the game as well. It's quite a laugh, honestly. Yeah. Like, for instance, take take me versus him. I'm more of the mechanically gifted, I guess you could say, player. I don't think as much. I go in and try and get the opening picks versus the more methodical way, which just doesn't suit me. Yeah, I mean, it It depends on just personal preference, I guess, on what you feel more comfortable doing. Because both entries or mechanical players and the methodical players have their own fit within a team. Like, you can't have... I mean, I suppose you can. You can have a team of only mechanical players or only methodical players, but they just won't fit together towards winning games or winning yeah. rounds. You can get kills, but if you don't get that plant down in the end, if you don't know when to attack, where to attack from, that's a good game. Like You're not going to win without that. And it goes the same for methodical players. If you know when to attack and where to attack, but you cannot get the kills in order to attack or defend, that's a good game yes, as well. Exactly. And there's also the gadgets part of Siege. The primary and secondary gadgets for each operator. Which, yeah, there's... If we're talking about, like, primary gadget, it's unique. Everybody has a completely different one. Yeah, like Jackal, who can scan footprints and ping. Or Thermite, who can place down a breaching charge in order to burn through reinforced walls like it it all depends on the mm -hmm. operator they're all unique and they all fit into a team composition in many different ways some better than others but they all have their own yes yeah. they all have their own specific role like uh, yeah they have their niche that they work yeah. well with okay if you take a, a thermite and a thatcher for example Thermite, he goes, he blows through reinforced walls, and Thatcher disables electronics for a short period of time. And those two together are extremely powerful because you can bring an operator that can electrify reinforced walls that can stop Thermite's charge from being able to blow. And with the Thatcher, disables it, they're a great duo. Yeah, like some operators work really well with others. Like 
as you said, patch with the might. There's also nomad in any injury factor. Yeah. It's because they just work well together. Like nomad, her air jabs. Basically, what they do is you shoot them onto any surface, and it has this radius where if someone else or an enemy walks into that radius, they get blown back and just immobilized for like a good two, three seconds, right? About that, yeah. Yeah, it's mostly used to prevent runouts or flanks, and it gives this very, very unique sound cue when it goes off. It sounds like a, like a soft balloon being yeah. popped. And it's very noticeable, so you know when that thing has gone off, and you know if someone is flanking you or if someone is running out on you. You can instantly shift towards getting that kill. But these ops, they just have very unique gadgets, and they play very well with each other, some better than others, of course. But these secondary gadgets are shared between defenders and attackers. So, like, barbed wire, bulletproof cameras, C4s, deployable shields, impact grenades on defense. They're shared between each of the operators. And some are better to bring on ops than others. And it also just depends on the strategy that you're running at that time as well. Jaeger has barbed wire and bulletproof. Yes, he does. Yeah, so I've, I've seen at least in my competitive play, I've seen people bring bulletproof camera over barbed wire sometimes, even though most people will usually bring barbed wire. I bring wire. bulletproof camera on Jaeger quite often. Yeah, because sometimes that intel that it provides is just so useful and so easily yeah. utilized for the strat that it's just infinitely better than bringing Or even just wire. an extra space that isn't a stairway that isn't watched by any other camera. Yeah. Like any like take Cafe for an example. If they get that new hatch camera, if you have a bulletproof camera on tables or heaven or new hatch, you can watch that yep. same area. And it just provides cover where some other cameras or operators might not. Yeah. It's the same with attack as well. There's breach charges, hard breach charges, claymores, frag grenades, smoke grenades, stuns. And they just all, they're better in some scenarios than others. Like, take Twitch prior to breach charges. I run breach charges. She's great for vertical play. Usually, I'd run claymore because I would. I would solo queue a lot, so I'd just go into games by myself. And I can't really trust that other players will yeah. have my back more than others. So I just brought the Claymore because it's, it's just that one thing that'll give me some peace of mind that, okay, something is watching my fight. And you can most likely hear a shot if it gets but, destroyed. Yeah, but in in times when you're playing with other people more than usual, Breach charges are definitely the way to go. Because if you're coordinated with other people, or at least semi-coordinated, you will have that flank covered. 
and you just get more utility out of bringing those breach charges than like on like on consulate for basement you could have a twitch bring breaching charges yeah. and rain hell from above yeah you could have a sledge or a block yeah. as well it's just the uh, personal preference along with what strategy you're running who you're playing with it, there's so many things yeah. to take into it it's a game that requires a lot of thought when it comes to bringing yeah. the correct loadouts for operators. Yeah, there's even like correct attachments on guns. Like running suppressor or extended barrel is considered to be a no-no because they barely yeah. do anything. But running flash or compensator on a gun over one or the other could also be considered as wrong. Like, I've had so many people tell me, oh, you're running compensator, you should be running flash hider. But, like, I find myself controlling recoil better with compensator yeah. than it's flash like, um, It's like on the high recoil weapons, everyone says run flash hider. And, like, compensator on the higher recoil weapons, I personally run muzzle break. Like, on a gun like the F2, which is Twitch's gun, very yeah. high recoil. Muzzle break, I honestly find, helps the first five or six bullets, which is the ones I'm going to be landing initially, hit. The reason I don't run muzzle break, I run compensator on the F2. And the reason I run compensator is because it basically eliminates all of the horizontal yeah. recoil on the gun. So running compensator on a gun like Hibana or Zofia with very, very high horizontal recoils can basically eliminate that. And there's just a vertical recoil you have to deal with, which is just pulling your mouse down or your joystick. That's personally why I like compensator over flash or muzzle. But I've had so many people tell me flash is the way to go and muzzle is the way to go, but it comes down to personal preference, yeah, I guess. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. There's also... There's also the fact that competitive siege has been starting to rise a lot. I've seen way more instances of competitive siege than I have when I first joined the competitive team. That might just be no, me. No, you're not wrong. Same. I feel like yeah, because I remember rising. trying to look for teams back in March and April on the six on the R six official Discord, and there was probably about three yeah. or four messages a day for teams in NA. And now there's yeah, like what half the day now, and there's already like yeah, it's. 20. Just the everybody wants to get into comp. It's honestly more fun. Because, well, depending on the role you're on, you're in, it can be. I don't, I don't really know how to explain it fully, but it's just more enjoyable, in my eyes. Not even that. It's like ranked versus comp is a lot different than like playing casually. There's a difference between ranked and casual, but there's a huge, there's an even bigger difference between yeah. ranked and casual. Like, 
because we'll be playing ranked sometimes and we'll just mess around. We'll try to win, of course, but we'll mess around more than competitive. It might just be the fact that it's competitive that we try more or try harder. But I feel like the aura or the the idea behind competitive siege is a lot more demanding yeah. than rank. And also the fact that you don't have to play against people or usually against people that are just monkeys. Like they will they will pre fire every corner, they will swing stuff that they should not swing. And it takes people off guard so many times that they just get so upset and just quit. Yeah. But competitive, there's that sense of What's the word for it? Um, etiquette. Yeah, it's less toxicity, a lot more collaboration, a lot more thoughtfulness, I guess, when doing things. Yeah. And it's just a lot better, in a sense, than exactly. normal siege, whether it be ranked or yeah, cast like, or whatever. I'll use another example. I play ranked with a couple of my friends and I'm always told not to peek things, but I just peek things because it's ranked. I just want to enjoy myself and I don't take things as seriously, but then you look at it on a comp level, there's a big difference. Yeah. Like most, most riders I've played with, they will swing anything and everything that moves or they think will move. But when it comes to competitive, you can almost see their minds thinking yeah. through everything. And that's why fraggers are so interesting. They have, they see every single detail. And when you put that into a competitive sense, it's very interesting to watch a fragger play competitively. Than yeah. But there's just... Siege, Siege is a beautiful game. I would definitely call it beautiful. It's a masterpiece of an FPS, but there's still yeah. so much wrong with it. Like I had said before, it's the, the game's idea and the idea of having operators that have counters and have special mm -hmm. abilities and have the non-unique secondary gadgets... Mm -hmm is an amazing idea. They should have took more time to develop the game before the implementation of it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Because there's still so much wrong with the game. But if you take it into account of, let's say, Siege versus yeah. COD, Siege is infinitely more sophisticated and more complex than a running gun like COD or even yeah. CSGO in a sense. I'd say even CSGO is more complex yeah. than It's, it's basically just like it's what makes a game hard to get into. Yeah. there's The, the complexity behind Siege makes it incredibly hard to get into, especially the learning curve yeah. at the beginning. It's it's very hard, but it's a beautiful game. Yeah, like transitioning from a game like COD 
it's extremely hard because you just run around and shoot everything that moves. But transitioning from a game like CSGO, it is a little more methodical than COD is. It's not as much as a running gun. You have to take recoil into account. You have to take in... Crossfire's yeah, angles. versus COD, you just run around and hope no one kills you. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess there's, like, search and destroy, hardpoint, other game modes, but classic COD, free-for-all, team deathmatch, that is a lot less methodical and complex than games like CSGO, Siege, and other FPS shooters yeah. on the market right now. But Siege is an amazing game. I definitely yeah, that's what I. Alright. I'm pretty sure that's yeah, the first episode done.